Let's go record. Do you have rights to record or no? And nigga, you're logging as Pyotr once again, dude. It doesn't matter. Stay like that. Kurva match. Current number of UF cases, 54,453. Current total deaths, 737. New York being the highest hit state with 26,258 cases and 285 deaths. Deaths! Death! 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 No way. <laughs> What's up, guys? Like Matt said, I hope you're having a good day. Hmm? You guys know my day is. If you want the weather, I'll give you a quick weather update real quick. Here in Chicago, beautiful skies. I went for a run today. It was about 47 in the morning. When I started running, it was in the 50s. So not a not a bad time for a run. And, you know, usually I wear the same shoes for running. and I But I haven't ran in about six months. And I got such bad shin splints, I had to cut my run out early. Whatever, no big deal. I'm going to change my shoes for tomorrow. And I'm going to try it again and see how it goes. Well, I've never had shin splints this bad before, so I have no idea what, I, what to attribute it to. Maybe just the lack of me running. Usually I do treadmill with the same shoes and then I feel fine. So I'm not sure if it was like a surface issue or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, rather than a quarantine. I probably actually did more cardio this week than I have in like the past like six months, so I'm not gonna blame anything for anybody. But guys, back to the, the COVID-19 over here. Um, Illinois is getting hit, I guess, mildly hard, a little bit less less severe as New York and other states, but the numbers for you guys. So currently, today's the 25th of March. We have 54,453 cases in the United States that resulted in 737 deaths. New York being the most affected state, they currently have 26,000, 
358 open cases with 285 deaths. So majority of our cases are coming from New York. Majority of the deaths are from New York. I know at one point California, Washington were up there on being top, but now as you can see, New York has you know almost 10x those those amount of amount of cases. Uh, some world stats for you guys: China is now at 81,218 cases with 3,281 deaths, and Italy being hit the most severe, they have 74,386 cases, but their death toll surpasses far other uh, far other countries at 7,503. So Italy's getting hit really hard as we know italy does tend to have a more elderly population a lot of people go to italy to retire they have the mediterranean diet a lot of their people or a lot of their citizens live longer um, and that's probably one of the contributing factors of why we see so much high cases and also they have a different medical system i'm not sure how their healthcare system works fully but i believe it is government run so maybe that might have a have a portion of it but i think it has more to do with the amount of elderly that they actually have in that country Is it for the COVID patients or just everybody's rule out? Super sad. I, mean, I was looking at the stats before I hopped on, and you said that gentleman is in, in his fifties. I think people from the fifty to fifty-five range a come or they people from the fifty to fifty-five year old range uh, they count for about one point eight percent of the people affected in in total. I know as you go younger, it's down to like less than one percent for for each category. Every ten years, I think you, you drop like point one percent. But the majority of people are expected seems to be between like 55 to like above 80. That's like where majority of the cases are. And I believe people that are that are 80 and above, their like death rate is at, is almost at like 80%. So if you get in your above, yeah, it's su super high. And I believe like 28% of the population that's affected is in their 80s. So that's still a giant chunk, you know, quarter of all these cases are people that are above 80, which... It's, it's sad, you know, but a lot of these people do have different kind of comorbidities and different kind of issues going on. One of them being cardiovascular disease that seems to be the 
the highest proponent of people getting super sick um, on, on COVID. So if you have a cardiovascular disease and you get COVID, your your outcome is a lot lower than somebody that doesn't have those com- those comorbidities. Also with diabetes, um, obesity, things like that. Everything that kind of puts a cardiovascular strain on you increases your, your chance of not coming out of COVID alive. And that kind of makes sense because ultimately what it gets affected is, you know, your cardiac output. And obviously if you have even poor heart to begin with, this disease puts a strain on your, on your lungs because we know that it fills your lungs with fluid, you get pneumonia, and that puts another strain on, on your heart. So that's just kind of a cascade of issues that, that happens and that's kind of how, how people deteriorate and, and they die. And just these issues keep adding on and you know, your body can't handle all this and it just eventually lets go. And it's unfortunate that prevention that we don't do enough for prevention in the United States with cardiovascular health. You know, we tell you to do certain things. People postpone going to the doctor. They postpone certain, certain, certain things. They postpone their medication. They don't get their refills. They don't get, they don't get healthy. And now it's kind of this quarantine happens where whoever kind of postpone visit a doctor gets COVID and now they're really sick. They go from not visiting the doctor in five, 10 years to being in a hospital on, on a ventilator because they didn't do a lot of prevention. You know, and it's unfortunate, but that's just kind of that's that's how majority of of death death happens. So it's nothing really really new. The only new new thing here is this actual virus that we don't know how to control and don't know how to treat. Yeah. That's cool. Speaking of, while we jump, though, before we jump ahead, speaking of ventilators, I know it's like the government has found a way to like reprogram ventilators that are used for elective procedures. Like, you know, when they do like certain procedures, like they get rid of your, your belly fat or whatever, those kind of procedures, like those cosmetic ones. Though They have different events that people that we do in the hospital or the ones that that kind of um, do the work of breathing for you like when you're critically ill i guess those elective ones are a little different events than than what we see but they're able to reprogram it and use them as, as actual like a life support event compared to just like an elective surgery event so that's that's another piece of good news too
Yes. Yeah, it's very, yeah, it's very interesting, interesting to see because, like Matt said before, like usually these drug trials take months, sometimes years, just to get you know pushed into like medical trials. Just from because usually when we test these drugs, we first test them on, on like animals, like rats, things like that. Then we get approved for human trials and so on and so on. But with this COVID nineteen, everything is getting accelerated, so we don't have time to kind of figure out how it affects mice on a larger scale. Yeah, we could run a few tests on the mice, but we got to get this into human trials first. So the, the way this basically works is that first to make sure that first we have to make sure that this drug is going to cause any kind of harm, because if this drug causes a harm, then, you know, it doesn't do anybody any kind of benefit because then you're, you're treating the COVID virus and then you're treating the harmful effects of, of, the, of the drugs. So a lot of the drugs that we're testing right now are proven to be, to be safe to most individuals like chloroquine. And then the one that, that, that you named, we know those, those drugs are safe. So, our first step is going to be to try and figure out, hey, what drugs do we have now that are safe for people that we could try and use to combat this, this virus? And then in the background, while we're trying to try, we're trying to kind of test these drugs, we're also creating different kind of drugs. But before those drugs can come to, to human contact, we first got to make sure that those drugs aren't going to be harmful. You know, so as like a first step approach to combating this virus is, is the first step was to kind of shelter in place, kind of not spread it. Second step is to see what we could see what we have now that we could use to combat this virus. So this is what we see like, like these off-label use drugs like chloroquine. It's, it treats malaria. You know, it's not labeled to treat COVID-19. It's not approved for that. But hey, we're in an emergency. So if this works, let's try it. We know this drug isn't, isn't harmful to individuals. So let's just try it anyway. We're going to push all these drugs and figure out which non-harmful drugs is going to help us fight this COVID-19. And then in the background, I'm sure they're creating different kind of chemical reaction of the kind of drugs that are going to be treating specifically COVID-19. But we can't just use these experimental drugs just to general public, just, just to use them. We, first, we got to try them on rats and different kinds of animals to make sure that it's safe on these, these animals before you kind of push them into public. So currently, you know, we're fighting off this COVID-19 with whatever medication do we have while we're creating some new meds, but those are going to probably take at least a few weeks to even even come come up. Um, same with vaccines. Vaccines takes take years to to get created and you know, if this virus starts mutating, 
that vaccine might not even be uh, any kind of benefit. Uh, well, the whole the whole bill itself was like two point something trillion dollars, and like we've talked about it before, a hundred billion of it was devoted to, I guess, sick leave or or um, people that need needed money because they're out of jobs. And you know, you know how these bills work. Like we talked about before, is you get these these giant sums of of money or this giant amount in the bill, and little pieces get devoted to 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 different things. And some of those things aren't exactly what what's kind of named on the bill like the COVID, i'm not sure what the name of the bill is but when people are here this bill being passed they imagine that this money majority of the money is going to go to some kind of a COVID 19 relief which which it does but there's also like little little side bills inside that, that actual bill so who knows where this money is going to go to but exactly but you know a lot of money is devoted to certain universities to help with, with research uh different corporations that were kind of hit the hardest that are harder to rebuild than to kind of assist and just just things like that for the most part. But hopefully this this money. Hopefully we see this money at the healthcare facilities because I know a lot of people are, or a lot of facilities are in need of different PPEs. Like we know respirator masks, N95 masks, super short on, on those. Um, we're sharing them in my hospital. We're sharing them in your hospital. I know some places are running out of gloves, like you posted on Instagram before. They're having to reuse gloves for low risk patients, which is which is kind of crazy to uh, to think about. And you never know. What if you run out of gowns? What if you run out of face shields? You know, hopefully this this bill provides us with some some more support. I know Facebook has a stockpile of masks and respirators that they donated to the Fed. I know that McDonald's also donated some some of stuff to their Fed as well. And these, you gotta understand, these corporations they have they have so much money that they have stockpiles of emergency equipment for things like 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 this. Like that's why Facebook has like I think they had over seven hundred thousand respirators or, or masks that, that they donated. Same with like McDonald's. These corporations they have so much money that they're prepared for like these disasters. 
And I know it's crazy to think about, right? Like like Amazon has that, you know, Apple has has that. They have stockpiles because like if shit would hit the fan, like they gotta survive and you know their companies gotta still still work. So they gotta have those stockpiles. And plus if you're a multi billionaire, you know, why not just have a stockpile of, of medical supplies, you know. Another positive note is I know the president is ordering some navy ships to go to to the New York coast and California coast to help with with the COVID nineteen crisis. What I understand from him is the ships aren't going to take in any COVID nineteen patients, but they're going to take on other patients that don't have COVID nineteen because of course it's a military, you know, it's a military vehicle and it's, it's going to get reused for military purposes in the future. So you don't want to have any kind of chance of you know contaminating it with COVID nineteen, which. Which kind of is kind of weird, but it makes sense that hey, we'll donate the ship. You could take on patients, but not COVID nineteen. But at least that'll help with the burden of the hospitals. Maybe it'll open up some more rooms, uh, things like that. And same with California, he's sending a ship over there as well. Um, I know they the government's also looking for individuals that have stockpiles of these equipment, and they're making it illegal for for resale. So if you have like N ninety five masks, you can't resell them on a, on the internet for for more money. Like the federal's gonna come. And basically force you to sell that stockpile of stuff to them, so they're they're making almost they're making almost illegal to stockpile certain equipment. As a as a president, he could do that. He could make certain items. Um, he can make certain items. Uh, I don't know what the what the word is like. You know, when you had, don't have a lot of it, like they're scarce. When certain items are scarce, the president could say, "Hey, this item." Exactly, exactly. So so like the president said, "Hey, if you have a surplus of these things." We're gonna put into a law that this is a scarce item and you can't have more than this amount. So they they force you to sell it to the Fed. So that that's good too. So I mean, we're slowly moving in the right direction. Like we don't know when this is gonna end. I know the president is projecting by Easter things should slow down and our country should start kind of wrapping back up to to the way it was before. But you just don't know. Like we're not we're not past that bell curve yet. South Korea they're saying is officially past the bell curve. China is officially past the bell curve, and the fact that each state got affected at a different time period. It makes tracking a little bit harder because are they, they're saying that that bell curve is eight weeks is an eight week period. So we're not really sure what the eight week period is. It's a different one for each state. Each state has its own bell curve, essentially. So each state's going to be kind of affected differently and, and um, at different times. So it's kind of going to be a little bit of chaos before anything you know, calms down for the most part.
Yeah. At, right. Just like any time a crisis occurs, it doesn't matter what it is, someone's always going to get their short end of the stick. Unfortunately, that's just how things happen. You know, Same with like wars. The losing country always gets the short end of the stick and they get kind of the most damage dealt in any kind of situation. So maybe we could, in the future, might be able to take this on a positive as nurses and give us more bargaining rights for the future. Like, hey, you know, we were the ones in the front lines. And not just nurses, like doctors, anybody in, in healthcare, respiratory therapists, CNAs, everybody that's a healthcare worker that has to work through this through this crisis. Maybe it'll give us some more bargaining power in, in the future, saying like, hey, when you guys were so vulnerable, who was there to help you? It was, it was us medical professionals, healthcare providers. How about, you know, we have more say in what happens in this country. How about we have more say in how much we get paid um, or more, more say in how things are, are done now? You know, it could turn into a nice positive for us when this hopefully uh, dies down. That's some shit. That's, that's a that's a good um a good metaphor you brought up, and it's also a good good thing that here in the United States, I feel like nurses are younger than nurses in other countries because like nurses in Poland are usually like predominantly. I feel like nurses are, are older in other countries. Um, I haven't looked at the at the stats, but when I went to Poland, when I usually like look up different like nursing topics in different countries, usually they like the age of the nurse is usually older. So I think that we have that benefit here, but I mean. But I feel like since we're younger, we're more eager to work, more eager to get shit done and kind of not fight for ourselves as much because we're young and we still have that energy to just just, just push through it. But I guess hopefully this COVID-19 blows over sooner than later. I guess President's saying by Easter. So hopefully it happens. But but the thing is, the thing is with this is you got to take it day by day. Like you could, you could establish uh, an estimate date, but that day could completely change tomorrow. We're still not over the curve. We're still nowhere near... Like at, at the at the peak, I know certain states are getting affected a lot heavier than others. Maybe he could resume more production in certain states that aren't aren't as affected as, as much. But then it's a lot of risk, and especially New York being being the biggest hotspot that has ten times more than basically any other state. Like those people are still traveling. If you think about it, you know some people some people are going to Florida. Some people are flying from New York to California. They're flying all over the over the country. And I'm not sure what New York is doing about it. I'm not sure if they're grounding planes or they're limiting. Uh, flying time or, or anything like that but you know it could still sp- spread fairly quickly just out of New York itself
Hey guys, take this time to devote time to yourself. I hear people all the time saying, if I had more time, I would do this. If I had more time, I would do that. If I had a break from work, I would, I would do this. Well, hey guys, here's your break. You know, even if you love your job and you've been thinking about doing something on the side, just go ahead, do it. Now, now is literally the most opportune time to do it. Because how many times do we get, we have such a great idea at work, we come home and we're tired and we think about it, but then we don't take the time to do it because we just don't have that time. Well, now, now we do, guys. So now's your chance to devote a few hours each day to something that, that, that you enjoy doing, some, something new. It doesn't even got to be work-related. It doesn't even got to be of any kind of social, economic value. It doesn't, make, doesn't have to make you any money in the future. It's something that you just thought about doing. And if you really don't know what you do with your time and you're kind of all over the place, because sometimes I tend to do that when I have a few days off in a row, you know, plan your schedule. This is a good day to kind of form a schedule. So like plan out what you're going to do, do tomorrow. Set some goals this is a good time to kind of practice that so you could kind of bring that into your life once you start going, going back to work. But definitely, guys, this is the most opportune time for you to kind of learn more about yourself. Just relax. Just just breathe and just take time to yourself. Like Matt said, open fasting, you know, put down your phone, turn off the TV and just sit quietly and just see how long you can do that. Because I guarantee you're not going to last more than a few seconds or a few minutes if that before your mind starts wandering. So try to practice that and it's going to make your thoughts more clear and you the universe is going to show you what you really want once you devote that time to yourself and try to figure out what's going on in your brain. There you go. I just want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you all for being here for our weekly couple of nurses COVID-19 episode. And as much as I like doing these, I hope this is the only crisis episodes we do. Hopefully there's not going to be like a World War III couple of nurses update or anything like that. But, you know, we're, we're me and Matt fairly keep up fairly well on this. I watched President Trump speak daily 
Of course, I'm not watching it right now because I'm recording this podcast, but he's speaking as we're recording this. So I like to get caught up. I like to see what's going on. But I also don't like to use only one source of media. So I do listen to what Trump says just while he's speaking live because I don't want any kind of news station, you know, telling me how to interpret his sayings. I just kind of assume raw. And then I also look at what doctors are saying because, yeah, the president has this league of the best qualified medical professionals, but I also want to hear straight out of the horse's mouth. So I want to hear medical professionals speak directly what they're seeing and what the research is showing. So guys, you know, just stay with us, tune in with us. We're going to try to provide the most accurate and up-to-date information every week. Of course, it's a lot, so you might miss a few things, but, you know, don't be afraid to venture out and kind of find out these things yourself. Have a good day, guys. Peace out. All right. Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, let me turn his headphones off real quick. Hold on, hold on, I can't hear you. Hold on. All right, talk. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's I'm actually looking at our fucking um, lips in really quick, dude. It's what's cool is because this because we did an extra episode, we did not go under a hundred downloads, which is good. Because you know sometimes we had like sixty five or eighty nine, uh-huh. and now it's just.